So I get into the, uh, on the track and I'm like, crap, I don't know. I really, there was a moment where I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to make it. I know it's close. I don't know how much time I have, but I know I've got to be close at this point. And I get around the corner and I could see the clock. (laughs) And that's when I knew that they were lying to me (laughs) (laughs) because they wouldn't put that clock there. Right. And covering the whole thing. If you had to go around four times, you're going to go over that mat. Done enough races to know yeah. that was yeah. timing. <laughs> <laughs> like all this went through my brain. You know what I mean? And I was, oh, this is it. I just have to go and I'm done. And it's 29. <laughs> I saw the time and I was just, I've got just enough time. I better just sprint the rest of this. I was, to be fair, sprinting. To be <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not-so-average runners. And they're off. Hello. Hey, hey. We are back for another Gotta Run podcast. Indeed we are. But first, what's happening in the world of ultra running? Well, Badwater took place this past week. And uh, Ashley Paulson broke her own record from last year. I'm happy for her because there was a lot of controversy over last year's result. If you don't know that story, just Google it. It's out there. It's out there. But uh, I think she was back with a vengeance and something to prove and prove she did. Good for her. Amazing. She silenced the naysayers. Yes. Good word, Norm. That was what I was going to use. Okay. Naysayers. And how how did our Canadians do? Well, I haven't checked on all of them, but I know that uh, Victoria Brown came sixth. Very good. Yeah. So good for her. They call it bad water, but there's no water there, is there? (laughs) If there is, it's dried up from the heat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who's on the podcast today? Today we have Jennifer St. Amand. Now, let's see if you know why her name might sound familiar to you. She's a 48-year-old ultra runner from Dexter, Minnesota. Word has it, Mm -hmm. she's originally from Canada. Well, we'll soon find out. I'm going to put some French on her. Yeah, there we go. With a name (laughs) like Saint Amand. Although I think it's pronounced Saint Amand in the States. She's a recruiter with the Minnesota Army National Guard. She has 10 hundred milers under her belt. And the last one was Western States. I think this pretty much would wrap up our Western States. Yes, it will. And for good reason, Mm -hmm. because she is the last official finisher. DFL at Western States this year. Just ahead of Lucy Bartholomew's dad, Ash, who did not meet the cutoff time. And unfortunately, he kind of stole her thunder, I think, (laughs) a little bit, because everyone was rooting for him and working so hard to get him across the line. But she did it with uh, 21 seconds to spare. Hey, that's no easy feat. Not at all. This, that, that's something you just cannot plan. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we're going to talk to her about her journey to the start line, race day experience, and what's next. Yeah. this, As I said, this probably wraps it up because we chatted with both. This is a women's year, I would <laughs> obviously. And yes. we, we chatted with uh, third place and, and fourth place, Esther and Katie. And now 328th place. <laughs> and I'm sure they have. Yeah. Similar stories. Yeah, just. similar stories, <laughs> just longer out there. That's right. Okay, without further ado, here is Jennifer coming up. Hey there. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm Jody. This is Norm. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. 
Do you prefer Jenny or Jennifer? Um, does it matter? Actually, I go by. We're all friends now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my job day to day, everybody calls me by my last name, so most of the time they still end up because they can't say it. So, (laughs) est-ce que tu parles français? Oui, je parle français. Ah, très bien. I mean, I'm a little rusty. I went to school in French, but being in the United States for so long, my grammar is pretty bad and my vocabulary is kind of bad too sometimes. But I can get by. <laughs> We're going to do the whole thing in French, but okay, we'll go to English then. <laughs> I think probably better idea. <laughs> Where are you from originally? I am actually from Grand Falls. Well, Perth Andover, Grand Falls, New Brunswick. It's northern New Brunswick. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Officially. Officially. And big congrats on finishing Western States. I'm a 29er myself. 29th hour. (laughs) And also congrats on being DFL, which is not easy thing to do. (laughs) No, it's not. That is something you cannot plan. Was it planned? I did not plan. (laughs) For sure did not plan that. But wow. I actually didn't, you know, just so you guys know, didn't know anything about the golden hour or anything going into that. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we'll get That's to that. Very yeah. interesting. <laughs> we'll get to yeah. that. Very interesting. <laughs> well, before we get into that, our listeners would like to know more about you. And where did it all start? How did you even start running and this journey to Western? Oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, obviously I started running um, when I joined the military. When I was 17 years old, that's kind of what ignited kind of like a fire in me because um, this was in the mid 90s and uh, females were not, how do I say, they weren't allowed on the front lines at that point. And um, I was allowed to serve with those guys on the front. And so I was very competitive against men. I think it was, I didn't recognize that time, but it was that competitive aspect to it that I really liked. It wasn't until many, many years later when I got out But I started doing road marathons. I think it was actually during my last deployment that I had. Um, I was stationed at the time in Germany. And and I did my first marathon in Frankfurt, Germany in 03. Was was it 03? Or was it 04? I can't remember. I think it was 03, the fall of 03. And I thought at the time, okay, well, that's it. I bucket list, did a marathon. (laughs) Um, I mean, that's what it kind of was at the time. People just said, oh, you do a marathon once. And now you're, you're done. You've done a marathon. You, yep. Now move on to something else. But, um, <laughs> and then I did a trail run, which then I got connected with the trail community here in yep. Minnesota, which is pretty extensive. <laughs> and then it kind of just took off from there. Right. When did Western States come on your radar? When did that pique your interest? So after years of marathoning and, and actually doing relatively well there, I had got an injury because I was trying to get sub three hours. Mm. Um, I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, you know, you should probably dial it back a little bit, maybe not do things so intense. But that after that doctor told me that, I was like, wait a minute, does this mean I'll never get to do a hundred miler? And I had done a 50 miler, a couple of them, I think at that point. And they felt amazing. I was very tricked into it. I was like, really? You can run that far and like still feel like you could go more, you know? (laughs) So good. So then, yeah, that was when I decided I'm going to try this. So someone mentioned Western States to you? No. So this is what happened first. I ran Superior 100 
And okay. Supreme 100 is a Western States qualifier. Yes. And after accomplish and training, accomplishing that and not getting injured again, by the way, <laughs> um, that's when I saw that it was a Western States qualifier and I really didn't know much about Western just that everybody, you know, just what people tell you. I didn't do my own research. Oh, let, let me just throw my name in the hat, like to see what happens. Um, of course, you know, one ticket, I didn't get in, but. <laughs> <laughs> but the rabbit hole started. You started down That's the rabbit exactly. hole. <laughs> then it was every year that I didn't get in. I was, what do I got to do to get in this okay. race? Okay. <laughs> so then we're going to discuss some of your ticket races. One being the superior 100 miler. Yeah. Now. That how much of that do you run along Lake Superior? Um, uh, none of it. <laughs> <laughs> none of it. It's um, you do get to see it at one point. <laughs> it's all on the Spear Hiking Trail, and it is it's an amazing race. Like I can't, I can't, I highly recommend it, but it is extremely tough. <laughs> it is it's mostly roots and rock. Oh, well, of course, because isn't that part of the Canadian Shield? up there oh Wouldn't i don't it, know that isn't i could be wrong but i just assume all that, that Any, anything around the lakes yeah, <laughs> rock and, oh, rock and yeah. root yeah it's just roots rock and there's swampy areas so what made you choose this race why this one to be your first minnesota it's part of the community here um there's okay. a huge trail running community and rock steady puts it on we're a pretty tight group here everybody knows everybody almost like in the entire state and yeah, it's just like, it was a no brainer. It's close. I'm going to go do this. I'll get this. I have support for my friends here and mm. let's just try it out. How did you feel you did overall with your first hundred miler? How, how was the experience? Um, well, I actually, I came in first masters. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So my first, my first hundred and I got a trophy. That was pretty cool. Again, lighting more fires. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow, this could lead to something big. But, you know, in ultra running, there's no money. <laughs> <laughs> After you do one, you know you can do another. And another one you did was the Lean Horse, which you did pretty well there. Yeah, I won Lean Horse. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and I almost quit in the first <laughs> marathon. <laughs> yeah, I probably went a little bit too fast in the beginning, too. And uh, kind of got some heat and then... Um, heart rate was too high mm. and my, my, uh, pace or my crew, I only had one person with me, um, Sarah Chapman. And she was, you just eat some bacon and drink some pickle juice and walk to the next aid station <laughs> because she knows that it like helps me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I think I should just stop. I don't. And she just talked me completely out of it. And I knew she was right. Um, what harm would it do to just go to the next aid station anyway? That's right. Um, so I started, and within half a mile, I was running again, and <laughs> and then look how it turned out. So yeah, <laughs> that's in a pretty historic part of South Dakota too, isn't it? Oh gosh, it's so beautiful. I I don't have you guys been there? No, no but I love the history of the. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's not real technical the exact the race itself, but it's still so beautiful. Just cuts through the mountains, the trail. Uh, the Mickelson Trail, I think it's called. It just cuts through and you see all the glittery rock and then there's oh. cows and you can hear them echoing. And it's just, it's beautiful. Wow. But yes, it goes all the, almost to Deadwood and it starts mm. at Custer. Oh my oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just, no, it's definitely. There's so much history there. So much history. <laughs> there is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would um, love to go there. Well, one day. One day. <laughs> yes. Now, yeah. now, 
when did you start watching the lottery live to see if you're if you got in did you start from the beginning or did you get the disappointment after the first couple of years take a break <laughs> did you watch it at all the lottery i did watch the lottery uh, but not when i got picked <laughs> oh, of course not <laughs> that was the, the first year of disenchantment for me where i was like oh i'm not gonna get picked <laughs> and so i had an appointment with um a client, I'm a recruiter for the Minnesota Army National Guard, and I had a, a lot of people who like to meet on the weekends. And so I had, I uh, actually went to that. I remember checking in the morning what time it was going to start and stuff, but I knew it was going to fall right when my my appointment started. So I kind of didn't pay attention to it. And then I put the, the client on a test, like a, a little test, the 20-minute test that they need to take. Yeah. And while that was happening, my phone started blowing up. So I kind of <laughs> about it. And, <laughs> Yeah, all my friends were like, you got picked for Western, congratulations. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, I went back and looked and watched it later, yeah. but it's not obviously the same, but still pretty cool. Very exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> yes. Like, I can't believe I missed it the time I actually get picked. That's how it goes. That's how it goes, exactly. So now you have this ticket and you're standing at the start line of western states what were you feeling being at the start line of this iconic race i think i was probably even more nervous than my first one mm. um, i would say i probably wasn't that nervous for any of the other ones in between not that i wasn't nervous at all just not not to that level i was really nervous at the beginning looking up the escarpment in the snow <laughs> <laughs> that looks terrible <laughs> if i wanted to <laughs> It's a tough start for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm kind of, so I'm kind of a weirdo. I know like most people, they, when they prepare, they're looking at, some people have books, they, you know, they, they do all this stuff or they go to the training camp. I really didn't do any of that stuff. I tried not to actually, mm. like my friends and I got there the Wednesday before mm -hmm. their scheduled activities on Thursday and Friday. I didn't do anything on Thursday. I'm like, I don't even want to go there. Yeah, it's too much. You know, let's just relax and enjoy California. Um, we're at sea level. I I'm, I did that as well. Some people go and get used to the elevation. Yes, and I'm like, no, you either are in or you're out. It's one or the other. Mm. <laughs> true. That's true. You're yeah. either. I don't want to be in the transition, right? Right. Right. But yeah, looking up that ski hill. Wow, that's insane what is how much snow are we gonna have here like yeah. <laughs> that couldn't have worried you too much you live in minnesota you train in snow for seven months of the year like we do <laughs> yeah but this kind of snow is nobody's friend i'm telling you right now it wasn't like the normal snow that i would probably run around here on is more hard packed and yeah. um this is slushy oh. big mounds yeah people were taking each other out like bowling pins Really? really you couldn't wow. stand on your feet a lot of it and you had to get on your butt and everybody's wearing shorts there was blood on the snow from oh. people getting cut <laughs> oh, wow. wow yeah it was <laughs> i know everybody kind of downplays this part of the race but that was and a lot of people are like oh it's only like i heard people saying oh it's 10 miles before the race i'm like oh great it was 30 miles of that to the no first day it was that unpredictable snow there might have been a couple spots where we got to actually run on trail, but most of it was trail and snow. You couldn't always see people. You couldn't always see the trail. We were getting lost. 
some of us. Wow. Interesting. You're tiring out those muscles that you really need for the canyons. Right. So I tried not, that was kind of one of the things that slowed me down was because I did not want to do that. I didn't want to tire myself out. So I was taking it easy and I kept being reminded by the people around me, make sure you take it easy. (laughs) And that's exactly what I was trying to do. I'm like, I'm taking it easy this first 50 K I'm just going to take care of myself as much as possible. There's not as much aid during the first 50 K and that's Mm -hmm. fine. I was prepared for that. I wore my pack. I just tried to get ahead of things. I felt like, okay, when later in the race, I'll get to stretch it out a bit more if, if, you know, when I have it, but I also went in with the attitude. I just really wanted to enjoy this race. Yes. I was not being competitive at all. I just want to enjoy every minute of this. I've waited so long to come here. I'm going to stop. I'm going to look at things. I'm going to really just enjoy the entire experience. I know that the, the first two aid stations, they, the cutoffs were not enforced this year because of the snow. That must've been snow, a relief. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that was good. <laughs> a lot of people went slow there and then picked it up. And then, you know what I mean? Like they got yeah. faster. So yeah. for sure. Now by the, by the time you reached Robinson Flat, it must've been pretty hot. How are you feeling then? Robinson Flat, where's that at? I have to look, I have to. 30 mile mark. <laughs> Yeah, because I did not. Um, okay, so the th- right there. Yeah, no, it wasn't that hot yet. I was, uh-huh. uh, I believe I started the race with like a, I, I had an extra t-shirt on and sleeves. Um, I think I took my t-shirt off then and I had my tank top and my sleeves on. But you, I was very comfortable. Mm. Like, I think even at that point, I was already taking snow and shoving it in my bra. Right. But, you know, it's not, I prepared for the heat. Mm. Um, and this year wasn't that hot as apparently. So... <laughs> Not like last year. <laughs> oh, it got hot for me near the end, but you know what I mean? Like that first, that first day to me, I don't remember ever feeling too tired out from the heat at all. Okay, cool. I was able to handle that, whatever yeah. happened that day for the heat. Yeah. What time did you get into Michigan Bluff? Because I know you can pick up a pace there. So much later. Yeah. So much later than I wanted to. I thought, mm. so I honestly kind of thought I was going to maybe do under 24 hours at this race. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I've done that a few times, you know yeah. what I mean? I didn't realize, I guess I really didn't realize how tough, how much climbing and stuff that the climbing is what got to me after a while. Yeah. So I, I got there like around 830, I think ish oh. between yeah. eight and 830. So, and then wait, Michigan bluff, is that the 50 mile mark? It's before uh, forest hill. I got to the first place that you could pick up pacers is Michigan. Yeah. Is Michigan after eight o'clock. I, and I got there, like, normally if you get there early enough, you can't pick up a pace that's right. Right. That's right. And I was able to, that's my yes. point. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I got there too late. <laughs> so close to dusk, you know? Yeah. Um, Running through Michigan with your pacer, that's the last canyon now coming into yes. Forest Hill. That's right. Oh, God. That's the, so Devil's Thumb, that's when I knew I was, wow, we're in for something here because <laughs> Devil's Thumb I felt like I was taking baby steps straight up a hill for two miles. That's what it felt like. You had to lean forward and I was doing 30 minute miles up that. Like it was, (laughs) it's so steep and you're just, yeah, you're just barely hanging on. Like I try to go faster than that, but you just, obviously I didn't want to tire myself out knowing too. I'm like, wow, this is the, 
huge hill. Like, what about the other ones? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to save something for those. And somebody passed by me and they were like, oh, you know, um, at the top of this, they have popsicles. I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait till I get to the top so I can have some popsicles. And it was literally the first thing out of my mouth. I heard you guys have popsicles. <laughs> Can I have one, please? <laughs> They're like, yeah, just come sit over here. And actually, another thing I did at this race that I don't do is stay at aid stations at mm. all. I usually zip through them. I grab what I need. I keep moving. Yeah. Unless I have to stop potty or something. I did. I took my time. I was like, I'm going to sit down. And I talked to my friend, Mark Smith, who's also from Minnesota. And he told me, he was very encouraging. He's, he's already run uh, Western before. And he was telling me, oh, you got you just, if you, after Forest Hill, as long as you uh, maintain an 18 minute mile pace, you're going to be able to finish it. We're fine. <laughs> Little did I know that you'll be chasing cutoffs as well as I later. <laughs> I totally trusted him. I'm like, oh, he knows he's talking about. <laughs> Not that he didn't. He wasn't wrong. We did actually finish <laughs> with our buckles. But yeah. So and then when I took off from there, you go down to another, what, another canyon, right? Yep. Um, that was a pretty tough section too, actually, that just like, it was hot there, hotter, you know, hotter, not hot that I couldn't handle, but it was warm. Um, and you're weaving around switchbacks and then, then it's another, and, and Mark had told me, oh, the, the next one's worse. <laughs> it's longer, but I felt like it was easier because there was better switchbacks. Okay. Like, I swear oh, yeah. on Devil's Sum, it felt like there were spots where you were just going, there was no switchback. You were just going. <laughs> <laughs> So there was all of that leaning into it, right? And that just yeah. gets to your lower back after a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still like, it's been what, a week and a half, almost two weeks now. I still feel pain in my lower back. I'm still rolling it. Oh, so. <laughs> Did you enjoy the party at Forest Hill? I probably, I, I got there. I I mean, I noticed it, but at that point I was, I was moving a bit slower and I didn't want to spend too much time. I was starting to not take in very many calories. And so there was all this, all my crew was pushing me to like eat and I would take a bite of something and spit it out. It just wouldn't go down. Mm. <laughs> it was like that. And I was just trying anything. I was trying everything and anything I could to see if I could get it to go down. And, and then it was, it was a pavement there. So that right. was easy. But yeah. I mean, it was an amazing, it, it what was really cool about Forest Hill. Yes. Is that everybody in that town seemed to have come out the entire yes. time of life and it's late at night and everybody's out there. Yeah, so, that <laughs> so your experience was as well. Well, what time? What time did I get into Forest Hill? It was around ten thirty. I was around ten thirty. I imagined your time was was probably the same ten thirty eleven o'clock. Yeah, I was around that time frame. Around yeah, 10, 30, so, yeah, we're experiencing the same thing right now. You're bringing back memories for me. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> Hopefully, they're not bad. <laughs> well, like you, I wanted to be done by Michigan when the sun yeah. was setting, and I got there late, so. I got there late too. Yeah, I was I disappointed with that. Yeah. But the run down to the river was fun. If you're picking up what we're laying down, listen up. The trails at Earl Rowe Provincial Park in Allison have been a well-kept secret until now. We've crafted a scenic 12K loop for our rainbow trail run, featuring mostly double track trail that will show off all of the best views this park has to offer. Join us this August for one, two, four, eight, or 14 loops. We'll leave the math up to you. Registration is now open. For more info, go to gotterunracing.com. Anyways, back to the show. Yeah, 
except for with me, this is here probably one of the biggest things that slowed me down in this race. Besides the no calorie thing, obviously that has its, has its effect, but it's cumulative over time, was my headlamp. Stupid rookie mistake. My headlamp, I bought a new headlamp. Mm-hmm. I brought two with them, two with me, but my headlamp got dim within a couple hours mm-hmm. and I couldn't see my footing at all. Oh. And I had a pacer, but his headlamp wasn't really enough mm-hmm. for me to like pick it up. I could have, I feel like I could have gone faster through that section a lot faster because it wasn't that complicated, but I just couldn't see. Oh. Oh, and I didn't want to risk, yeah, stepping off wrong or something, hurting my ankle because, wow, this was not the race to do that. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, so that really slowed me down right there until we got, you're talking about from there until to the raft? Right, to the raft. So how was the going across the river? Yeah, that's where I really not slowing down. After that point, I got another headlamp okay. and I feel like my perception was that after that, I was, I was running. I, you know, the thing about this race is I ran consistently. I never stopped mm-hmm. running. I had, wow. when I won lean horse, I, I walked probably seven miles, Wow! You know? <laughs> wow. like I never stopped running in this race other than to go up hills, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, speed walking up the hills and stuff. I tried to maintain an 18 minute pace from then there on out or better. And I feel like I was achieving that. I don't know how I lost. I still, I still don't know where I lost my cushion. Because I had, unless my paces were lying to me, which they could have been. <laughs> well, they did lie to me a couple of times and I knew it. <laughs> I, I would, so that's why I didn't even ask them sometimes. I would just ask, like, when you get to an aid station, like, hey, how, what am I at with my, <laughs> I would ask them. <laughs> Trust my pacers. Were you in last place at this time or did you still have, you're still ahead of people? Yeah, I mean, we passed people. Yeah, interesting. Um, there's people that didn't finish. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where I couldn't, I didn't track any of that during this race. I tried not to, like I said before, I was doing the whole experience thing. And then, but until this time in the race, then I was really, that's when I really started to be cognizant and started to chase okay. it off. I wanted to make sure I kept, I, at that point, I still had an hour and I increased that time yep. at one point to an hour and a half. And I still to this day do not know where I lost it because mm-hmm. I never stopped running. Wow. I, I wasn't aware that I slowed down at any point. Maybe there was a section there that I, there ha- uh, obviously there was a section where I lost it and I don't know where it was. Mm. Okay. So but, when, you, when you got to No Hands Bridge, yes, pretty much back in complete daylight at this time. And yes, I don't know if it's getting hot again, but when you're yeah. climbing up to Roby Point, which is the last climb, the climb is not over until you get to the white bridge, <laughs> right? You're going to Robbie Point, the last aid station, then you're still climbing to the white bridge. What were you thinking at that at that point, knowing that I got to get this shit done? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to tell you, I started doing that actually before that. Uh, that was probably um, Painted Rocks. Is that what it is? Because it's before Roby. So at Quarry Road, I think that's where Scott Jurek and uh, yes. Hal Turner were. Yes. And I didn't know that they were, I was, I was chasing then at that point and I had to go to the potty. So I jumped in the potty and I'm like, was that Scott Jurek? <laughs> <laughs> Am I seeing things? It really looks yeah. like him. It really no. looks like him. <laughs> You're hallucinating now. <laughs> I started talking to him and he's like, yeah, you just got to, you're going to be fine. You just got to spend maybe to 18 minute pace or better for the rest of this race. I'm like, are there any more hills? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you have to go two miles up right here. I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I knew I could do it, but it was going to be really, really hard at that point in the race for me to keep 
pushing that point, but I'm like, I guess I got to do it. Yeah. Um, so then we took off and I asked my friend, was that <laughs> Scott Jurek? And he's like, yes, it was. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> so we kept going up there. And then I ended up picking up my other pacer at, was it Pointer? Yeah, Pointer Rocks. And yeah, that's where I started to feel the heat actually. Yeah. Um, Cause that's sort of like a kind of, do you remember this? The meadowy yep. kind of, yeah, yep. you go up there and it's like all grass. It's, it's and, wide open. There's no cover. Right. Yeah. That's when I started to feel the heat. And then, then um, going up another hill, this other massive hill after that, I was mad about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Here they put this hill on this this part of the race <laughs> they, and it's so technical too it's not even like it's not like it's an easy up where you're just walking up but yeah that bridge too you really feel it it's so open and my my girlfriend that Sarah that at that point she was just I, I after I crossed the bridge I I was I gotta like take a, a second here um and catch it because I was to that point I was getting this <laughs> anytime I'd go up hills or do something with their it seemed like I would lose power and I would, I needed a second to, to catch my breath almost. Mm. It's like, you can't, she finally started to push me. And usually it's the other way around. I'm like, we got to go. Yep. <laughs> fine, you're fine. I'm like, no, no, we got to go, you know? And yep. uh, now she's like, no, you don't have time. You got to go. I'm like, okay, okay. So oh, we start tight. going up yeah. <laughs> to Roby's point. And at this point, that was so hard for me that I started to kind of loosen yeah, my mind a little bit. I think I was disoriented. We were going up this, the very last bit of that hill and people started running towards you with, you know, asking you what you want. And of course I had no words at this point. I'm like, I don't know, I'm hot. And so they started bringing me buckets of water and sponges. They were just amazing. Like Ooh. one would leave and another one would be coming. It was just, the, the support was ridiculous. Yeah. Like everybody right there. I'm Yep. Whoa. And now I just kept moving. I was really kind of walking, you know, as fast as I could walk just to get to the top of that hill. You kind of what, take like kind of a right. <laughs> I can't believe I remember this. And then you're going to take another left down. I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yo, you, you were at that part as well. Okay. And then somebody, one of the uh, people at that aid station, yes. an older gentleman, I still don't know who it is. Some, some people are telling me it was the, uh, the aid station director yep. or whatever. But I still don't know what it is, and I'd like to know. But I, he started running with us, I believe, or maybe I'm disoriented there. But people were running with us already at that point. And then when you get down, which I don't remember the down, like I just really don't remember it. When once you get into Auburn on the the pavement, and then you turn, there was then a massive amount more people running with us, and it was crazy at that point. People were screaming. And they kept telling me to walk. They they told my pacer to get ahead of me, which I've never done this before. But like, get out of her. And they would tell me to like, just watch her feet. Run after her feet. <laughs> I'm like, this is strange, but I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I was already like, I probably didn't necessarily need that. But I was, I was just listening to like everybody screaming at me. Go, go. I am. I'm going as fast as I can go. <laughs> then there's that last hill. And are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> I know. One more hill. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. It was starting to run through my brain. But no matter what, throughout the entire race, I was even at Roby's point, even before, I'm like, even if I don't make it on time, I'm finishing. Yes. That's all that mattered to me, really. Do the distance. Do yeah, the distance. Do the distance, yeah. Even when I started chasing cutoffs, 
I was telling in my brain, my, I don't know if they knew this, but I, I just felt a lot of pressure because I wanted to make sure my crew had come out all that way <laughs> and done us. Like I wanted to make sure they got all their sections they were able to run with me so okay. that they could experience it. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of it too. It's just, I, they did all this stuff for me, came out there like, I want to make sure they have a really good experience as well, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it was really just all about finishing no matter what. And then when we were running up that hill or maybe it was just before some person fell down somebody in the race and there was people helping that person, but they, I don't know if they passed it's, I guess they passed out. I felt like I was going to pass out like so many times going up those Hills and stuff at the end. Yeah. But then, um, there was a fire truck that came down the road to come render aid to that person. We all had to get out of the way. Really? Wow. And yeah, I don't, I hope that person's okay, but it wasn't, and it wasn't Ash, which everybody knows, you know, like (laughs) he finished, he finished. Yeah, and I would have been fine to finish like him as well, by the way. But I come around the corner, go down that hill. And then somebody told me, you're gonna have to run around this four times. I'm like what? And I didn't look at my watch at all. I had no idea how much time I had left. Because I oh, knew if gosh. I did, my paces would yell at me. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I'm sure they're doing <laughs> They're doing the hard math in their head, trying not to make you panic by the look on their face. Like, get going. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I get into the, uh, on the track and I'm like, crap, I don't know. If I really, there was a moment where I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to make it. I know it's close. I don't know how much time I have, but I know I've got to be close at this point. And I get around the corner and I could see the clock. And that's when I knew that they were lying to me (laughs) because they wouldn't put that clock there, right? And covering the whole thing. If you had to go around four times, you're going to go over that mat. Done enough races to know that was timing. (laughs) Like all this went through my brain. You know what I mean? And I was, oh, this is it. I just have to go and I'm done. And it's 29. I saw the time and I was just, I've got just enough time. I better just sprint the rest of this. I was, to be fair, sprinting. To be <laughs> fair. <laughs> but then it was just, wow, no, no, this is going to be fine. I'm actually going to make it. Woo. And then to make it and everybody's running behind me. I could just feel the crowds <laughs> around me. I have never, that was single, the one of the greatest experiences of my life. I've never felt I could, you could feel everybody rooting and not just, oh, they're rooting for you. You could feel the emotion, the energy. Yeah. Yeah. From the crowd. Yeah. They just, they were, it was, they were doing it too. They were just so invested. And, you know, I didn't know until after everything was over that there was a drone that was tracking people and the race directors or the people that, um, you know, on the board for the race, you know, when they gave me my buckle, like they're like, we were tracking you and we knew that you had this much time. And I'm like, me? Why did you be tracking me? Like, I had no idea all that stuff was going on. Oh, yeah. I wasn't checking on anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal. Wow. Um, I'm getting goosebumps just listening to this. Yeah, exactly. Because we were watching, of course. We, we love the Golden Hour. We first got into the Golden Hour at Leadville. I'm not sure where this where it started, but Leadville was the first time that we ever participated in a golden in, in, hour. In watching a golden hour. In watching yeah. it. And it's all the emotions and it brings it all back. And if you haven't been there yet, then you get to experience it knowing what it's gonna be like. It's just yeah. it's such an incredible achievement and to see people giving everything they have 
to get to that finish line, which is why Ash's Lucy Bartholomew's dad's situation is so heartbreaking. It is, yeah. Literally there. They're sweet. Yeah. Did you see him at all during the race? Did you did you guys jump and leapfrog each other? Nothing at all. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I saw Mark Smith, my friend, he finished just like a minute before me, maybe. (laughs) Oh wow. Like, no, I think it was seconds. (laughs) That's incredible. Wow. We finished right around the same time. <laughs> it's so funny, actually. But you didn't see him during the race much? I don't know. I don't recall seeing him at oh. all. But that yeah. doesn't mean that there weren't parts that we... I maybe just didn't notice him or something. I was just yeah. focused on my own thing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. possible I didn't notice him. I know there's people I passed on the trail that they had given up. They're like, no, we're not going to make it on time. Mm-hmm. I saw one guy, he was throwing up. I mean, I saw a few people throwing up, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one guy that was seriously throwing up and near the end too, like the last few miles. And I remember the one guy that I passed that was on my way up to Roby's point, I believe. No, it was before that. It was point of rocks. I'm away into point of rocks and I was running with my pacer and I'm look, we still got time. And he's no, I don't have enough time. But oh, for whatever reason for him, he didn't feel like he had it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So close though. So close. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Well, yeah. big congrats, obviously. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Thank you. And and what's what's next? What's next? <laughs> go back to, so that was my ten hundred. Yes. Um, it just so happens that it, it's number ten, which is kind of neat. And then I'm going. I had already signed up for the lottery at the beginning of the year for Superior. I really don't want to go back to Superior. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a hard race. I don't really want to do that. But um, I agree. And I'm like, well, we have to get in the lottery. But of course, we both got in. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> we don't want to. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So now I'm all in for that. But hopefully Western was good training. <laughs> well, yeah, I would think so. Oh, I think so, too. I just um, need to recover a little bit here. And then I'm going to get back to doing hill. I know now. I'm like, oh, I need to do more technical hills. <laughs> That's what I need to do right now. So I knew that this was the race I needed to go and just enjoy it. Yes. So I turned my competitive brain off and just survival mode and right. enjoying myself. <laughs> so are there any races in Europe or Canada that you want to come and do? Oh gosh. I went to fat dog. Like I said, that is insanely beautiful. <laughs> oh my God. So hard though. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I want to do it, but I want I have to find some friends that'll go because I'm not running with those grizzlies out there by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the that's probably I'm not trying to say it's better, more beautiful than Western, but it there's scenery there that is is just so beautiful. Those mountain flowers, and then looking off at the Rockies in the distance, and the Rockies have that huge purple blue hue around it. I'm like, wow. I mean, <laughs> pretty sad. <stunning>. Yep. <laughs> But that is yeah 100 that's one that i have my eyes on i i hear about some more out in the quebec area yeah, um, yeah. but i haven't done enough research on them yet they're I would very, love technical. very technical very technical very yeah. technical yes yeah beautiful oh, i can imagine yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> thank you so much for your time today jennifer it's been great getting to learn more about your you and your Western States experience. But before we let you go, we like to do a little rapid fire fun questions at the end of our podcast. So if you don't mind indulging us just for a couple minutes. <laughs> Not at all. All right. Uh, 70s, 80s, or 90s music? 90s. 90s? 
Beer or wine? Beer. <laughs> Treadmill or minus a million outside run? <laughs> minus a million outside run. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Canadian in you. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't love the minus a million, but um, I, I dislike the treadmill even more. I can't, I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any tattoos? I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a couple. I have, well, the one I'll talk about is I have this big one, <laughs> but I'm in the market for more. I just can't seem to, it seems like to get one in it, these days, you have to schedule it three months out. It's you do. Yeah. You, you got to get a cougar for what from Western. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Seriously, though, I do. <laughs> okay, here's a good Canadian uh, treat question. Butter tarts with or without raisins? Raisins, with them. Girl, <laughs> you that's know my what? girl. <laughs> Come on, that's good. <laughs> what what Canadian treats do you miss from your childhood? Oh, my God, it's they're probably boring to you guys. Well, um... So, you know, the Joe Louis snacks things we used to get in our lunchbox, we used to get mid. Yes. Right? That's my favorite one. And whenever I go home, I get that and, or the caramel thing. Oh, and yes. Coffee crisp. Yes. Those are my favorite ones. And when I go home, I get tons of it and bring it back. And people are like, what is that stuff? Oh, you don't need to know about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's all mine. <laughs> Hide it away from your kids, right? <laughs> oh, they're, they're all into it now. So I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, name a TV show that you're embarrassed to say you watch. Oh my gosh. Any, I guess I can't think of any names, but probably um, any of those, any of those reality shows on Netflix. <laughs> Sunset. I was a social worker for years. So mm. I had some pretty intense job stuff that I had to deal with. And so at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want anything serious. I just want to laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah people yeah. are being yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my husband makes fun of me for watching those things. I'm still in the habit of if I've had a rough day, I just want to just disconnect with yep. absolutely something yep. like that doesn't it this who cares what happens these people <laughs> <this> for fun. <laughs> All right, and pick a superpower that you would like to have. A superpower. Oh gosh, this one's hard. I think I guess flying. That'd be yep, kind of cool. popular. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I feel like that one there, like I would have to think about that one more. Yeah, because there's so many options, but <laughs> I like flying too, just because it's a different perspective. I yeah. think transport would be a good one if you just transport there. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Like, <laughs> just get somewhere, you yeah. know, you don't have to like do all the traveling. That's right. Yes, especially <laughs> these days. <laughs> mm -hmm. For sure. But although, not to go back too far, but I did drive from Minnesota all the way out to California. And that was amazing. I'm yeah. glad I decided to do it that way. I bet. Yeah. Wow. Wyoming, Utah, Nevada, the high desert, all the way to California through Truckee, all that. Oh, gorgeous. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I'm Can't glad imagine. I didn't <laughs> One day. One day. <laughs> yeah. Wow, thank you All so right. much. Well, thanks again, and uh, best of luck at your next 100. We're going to be watching you. <laughs> what about you guys? Where are you guys going to go next for 100s? UTMB. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's coming That's up, crazy. actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck to you on that. Yeah, thanks. Again, I'm with you. With I, I live in, in Ontario, Flatland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to be looking at the Alps going, 
This ain't gonna happen. <laughs> oh, you could do it. You could do it. <laughs> I'll think of you now. Now that I'm climbing, I'll be thinking of you. You got it yeah. done. I'll get it done. You just gotta take it moment by moment, right? That's yep. it. You just gotta get to that moment, and then you gotta get to the next moment. But if maybe don't do the research, like like I did. <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> He's but this... not actually. He's not doing any research. No, that's <laughs> this good. one keeps telling me all about it. There's 10,000 meters climbing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so Golden Hour, I didn't know anything about that, you guys. Right? Like, I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know the history of that. So that made it that much sweeter and that much more of a surprise to just find all that stuff out. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Ignorance can be bliss. I didn't even know the eight stations. <laughs> I still know. And I'm like, having a... <laughs> Which I don't recommend to do that for anything you want to do really well at it. <laughs> so obviously you're going to put the ticket back in the hat. You got Western, you're going to put oh, it back I'm in. Definitely... Absolutely, you're going to put it back in. <laughs> wait, wait, Western qualifies you? For... I didn't know that. Yes. Western. You did Western. That qu You got a ticket already. <laughs> but I don't have to do superiors. No, like... you don't have to do superior. <laughs> no, don't give me the out. <laughs> You're already good for this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. I am literally, you guys, I know it sounds like I'm an idiot, but like I literally I'm so busy. I have four kids. I have a farm and I'm a recruiter in the military. I am one to do training. I'm squeezing it wherever I can. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, yeah, we understand. I have to really plan it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to spend an hour doing this. <laughs> so it was easy for me not to do it this time <laughs> yeah. and to be honest the drive that was because i was trying to be like i didn't have to worry about flights <laughs> we could just... oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my friend is a teacher so she's off for the summer anyway so she came with me and very good yeah. she had the well, time i hope you get back in i would love to see what you do next time <laughs> oh oh it would be different next time i would actually <laughs> But then if you've already done it before, you know, you too. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. yes. Maybe we'll get a person here. Yeah. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. A bientôt. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> She's tongue-tied. She's all her French is up there. <laughs> a bientôt. Take care. Yes. You as Bye. well. Bye. <laughs> what a bundle of energy. <laughs> Yeah, she sure was uh, a lot of fun. My goodness. I understand her her strategy of not wanting to learn anything about the race. So everything was a surprise. That's true. But at the same time, I don't know if I could do that because I want to at least know what I'm up against and I know how much climbing and but it but, it worked out in the end. <laughs> but not to know about Western States Golden Hour, which, yes. which is all over YouTube. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And none of her friends even told her about it. That's true. Because you think, oh, let's finish in the 28, 27 hour. We could stay for the Golden Hour. Right. Which most people do. <laughs> and that didn't even come up. No. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. And then she <laughs> didn't realize, I already have a ticket for next year. <laughs> yes. You finish Western, you get a ticket. But can you imagine not getting a ticket after finishing Western? <laughs> For the race that yeah, you're yeah, trying to get race into? Th that you just did and not get a ticket. You have to go do a qualifying. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. That is funny. Well, uh, she's going back to Superior, which is a difficult race. Mm -hmm. I looked at everything about it. It's <laughs> 
It's not easy. Oh, yeah. and I should look here. Let me quickly Google you. Okay, and I was right. The Canadian Shield extends from Lake Superior to the Arctic. Right, so you so, know you're running on rocks. Exactly. I'm picturing Tobermory, which yes. is our Bruce Trail, yes, where yes, the yes. Bruce Trail ends. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Big, giant rocks, big, huge, exposed tree roots. Yeah. And you don't get to see the lake. <laughs> so <laughs> and it's a big lake. Yeah, it's well, I think our biggest. <laughs> anyway, very interesting. Nice to know her journey to Western States. And of course, her journey has not stopped running ultras. She will continue. Yes, and it is the biggest. I was just confirming you didn't know that. that. I don't know. You gotta know our lakes. I know the names and I know where they are <laughs> if I had to put point them out on a map, but uh, I couldn't remember which one's the biggest. Yeah. Anyways, there you go. No, I do not want to do that race. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good. Superior 100 miler. Yeah, it sounds great Sound, name. Great name. Great name, but yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'll go to Lean Horse. <laughs> yes. You would definitely were going to Lean Horse. Yeah. For sure. Anyway. Okay. Until next time. Cheers. Bye. We are your hosts, Jody and Norman. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening. Please visit our website, gotterunracing.com, for more details and join us on social media at Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can support our channel by joining us on Patreon. All of the links can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Cheers.